0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living, with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Jamie Proviance is a world-renowned grilling expert with a special knack for teaching anyone how to do it better. And he's been Weber's master griller and teacher for 20 years. He creates innovative yet accessible and always delicious foolproof recipes for desired results every time. And his latest book is Weber's Ultimate Grilling, a Step-by-Step Guide to Barbecue Genius. And he's joining me today on Amy's Table. Hey, Jamie, who doesn't want to be a barbecue genius?
1: <laughs> you know, I, I love that title, um, and it's not as daunting as you might think. You don't have to be Einstein. Genius to me just means you're, you're capable of greatness, and that's what this book is aimed to, to achieve,
0: There you go. Well, I'll tell you that we've been lucky enough to have you on the show a few times in the past, and every time I learn some barbecue skill that revolutionizes my summer, so (laughs) I'm excited to find out what you're going (laughs) to offer this time. And of course, it's grilling season. For some of us, grilling season is year-round, but it's grilling season, and you're really trying to get people to understand what you call the four T's. What are those?
1: The four T's are a short checklist of really the top priorities. I know that sometimes when you're outside grilling, particularly at a party, you can get distracted by all sorts of things, right? People are drawing you into political conversations or um, you're playing games or whatnot. And sometimes the grilling gets kind of neglected. And I'm saying focus on these four things. And your grilling and your food will be absolutely great. So they are temperature, that's the temperature of your grill, timing, how long the food needs to be on there, techniques, and that's really the focus of this book, and tools. If you've got the right tool for the job, obviously your chances of success are higher. So, um, yeah, just a constant reminder of what's most important.
0: So taking those four T's, which are so great into account, do you think in terms of temperature, there is sort of a universal error that people make or almost rather than telling people what to do, is it important to tell them, hey, don't do this?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, the really common error is just to use the same temperature for everything. So whether you've got asparagus or corn or steak or spare ribs, you know, some people put those all on the same temperature, and that obviously is not going to work out really well. I use the expression, this expression, match the heat to the meat. Oh, so, good one. You know, boneless chicken breasts are done over a, a moderate direct heat. Um, a chicken breast is not a steak. A steak is something you want to cook just you know, a lot on the outside but not so much on the inside so you get that rosy red interior. So that's a case where you have to have much higher heat. Um, On the other end, maybe you're doing those ribs. And those you need to cook very slowly without overcooking and burning the outside. So they need to be done at a very low temperature and actually use indirect heat where the fire is off to the side. So, yeah, you do yourself a lot of good when you think through the right temperature for whatever you happen to be grilling.
0: So for somebody who that's not intuitive for, um, for example, the ribs, is it because there's a lot of bone and not a lot of meat that you've got to go low and slow?
1: Well, yes. The nature of ribs is that the meat is, is inherently tough. And um, there is kind of – there is juicy potential in there. The problem is if you cook the meat quickly – It actually doesn't end up juicy. Um, There is collagen, is is what it is, inside the meat. And in order for it to turn to gelatin, which is what makes it juicy, it just needs to be kind of slowly melted out. Um, And that takes hours at a very low temperature. You don't achieve it by cooking it too quickly.
0: So those kinds of things, these are the techniques and the tips that are in this Weber's Ultimate Grilling is Step-by-Step Guide to Barbecue Genius. And I love that. You know, the other thing about temperature is when we talk about a steak, which I am still a card-carrying carnivore, I love a steak on the grill. One of the things I've been doing, and I hope you'll correct me or tell me I'm right, is I've been kind of blasting the steak on both sides And then I've gone so far as turning my grill off and letting it just finish in the heat of the grill. Would you reverse that action, or do you think that that's just a crazy technique and I should knock it off right (laughs) now, or what do you think?
1: No, I like your technique. It definitely works, and I'm sure you wouldn't use it if it didn't work. Uh, It's similar to what I call the sear and slide technique where you blast it or sear it initially and then slide the steak to a cooler part of the grill to finish. And that works particularly well with pretty thick steaks Mm -hmm. uh, because if you cook them entirely over that blasting heat, you probably burn them before the inside was where you wanted it to be. But I think you were probably alluding to another technique, which is definitely in the book and very popular these days, called the reverse sear. Mm -hmm. So it is the reverse of what I've just described where you start the steaks actually over a very low and indirect heat Um, the grill is down to about 300 degrees or so and you actually sort of slow roast those steaks for a good 20 sometimes 30 minutes if it's a thick steak you know at this point you're cooking the outside and the inside more or less at the same rate Um, and they don't look fairly good at this point they're kind of grayish right but now what you do is you you probably take them off of the grill so that you can crank up the heat, add some more charcoal, or just turn the gas burners up really high and blast them for the last minute or so on each side so that you get that charring, that really nice brown crust on the outside of the steak. The advantage of doing it this way is that you get a wider swath of perfectly cooked, you know, rosy red meat from the top and the bottom of the steak. The, the other method, the sear and slide, it tends to overcook the top and the bottom a little bit. You get some grayish kind of dried out meat there. You know, a little of that is okay, but a lot of it is a bit disappointing. So the reverse sear just minimizes that, in fact, and, and you get a really juicy uh, rosy red steak.
0: So maybe keep up, up a my technique. technique to play with. Yeah, just reverse my order. Well, you know, the other thing yeah. is temperature, of course, isn't always static. As you've said, you can move to different zones or you can take off meat and crank heat or whatever you want to do. But what about lid up, lid down? Is there anything we would cook with the lid up on our grill?
1: Very few things. Yeah. Um, occasionally, I will, you know, warm some tortillas for 30 seconds over the fire with right. the lid off. Right. Um, Something that I want to watch very carefully, but no, you're you're right. The lid should be down uh, as much as possible because it does so many good things for the way that the fire operates. Um, it it controls the number of flare-ups or the amount of flaring that you get by limiting too much air getting into the fire. It um, it traps so much of that smoke that is generated when fat and juice drip down. Into the coals, or even into a gas grill, uh, we get this beautiful aromatic effect. You know, the smoke comes around, and and you want that circulating on your food. If the lid is off, it just it just drifts off into your neighbor's net next you know, your neighbor's yard.
0: <laughs> Might work so for jealousy, it. but that's about it.
1: <laughs> that's about it. Right. Well, it's sort but of it like. Also maintains... Go ahead. I was just going to mention one more benefit of the lid is it, it it keeps the grate hotter, which is often something you really want for that browning effect.
0: Well, you know, I make the analogy of would you be baking, you know, with your oven door open? Likely not. You know, it's it's like <laughs> well, yeah,
1: not very well.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: You'd be overcooking things. That's the other thing is that it just takes longer to cook things. Try to bake brownies in an oven with a lid open. It's going to take a long time for them to set up, and by the time they do, they're going to be dried out. Exactly, That's true of your chicken thighs on the grill.
0: Exactly. Well, so this summer, what, what is really being a hot button, if you will, for you that people are really excited about as you share tips and techniques from the latest book, Weber's Ultimate Grilling?
1: You know, something that people are really responding to in this book um, are actually the the vegetables, the plant-based items. Um, there are so many things that um, you can do on the grill that you might not have considered before. So, for instance, a whole head of cauliflower cooked over indirect heat. I do a beautiful tandoori crust where you essentially paint the cauliflower with yogurt and spices Mm. and cook it over indirect heat, roasting it until it gets golden on the outside. And then you cut it into wedges, almost like a cake and serve it with a uh, a mint and cilantro chutney with some ginger and, and chilies and stuff. It's really, really good. They're probably not the first thing that you think of when, you know, you're imagining a summer barbecue, right?
0: Yeah, but, oh, I love it. And cauliflower is so hot right now. <laughs> cauliflower is a new kale, right? <laughs> it's
1: everywhere. It
0: it's is. Everywhere, yeah. I love that idea, though. I mean, that nothing says that dinner from the grill can't be really healthy and really flavorful and, and really on trend, of course. Well, you know, the complete reverse of that is thinking about summer and ribs what a classic, you know, what, what tips do you have to offer baby back ribs?
1: Well, you know, they're relatively easy to do if you've got the right temperature and timing. Um, and so I generally shoot for about 300 degrees at indirect, uh, uh, indirect heat. Uh, and you can do them if you've got a gas grill or a charcoal grill, um, there's a simple way to do it where I do have one recipe that they're just glazed with a honey teriyaki mixture. Mm. Um, and it's, it's really good. It creates this beautiful sheen on the surface of the ribs. It's sort of sweet and, and it's got all that umami flavor from the teriyaki sauce. Um, I also do a, um, a, another one with a cola barbecue sauce, which is really fun based upon whatever kind of cola that you like And it has a little bit, of course, of of smoke on it as well, probably wood chips. Um, And and then there are a bunch of recipes in the book also for uh, spare ribs, which take a little bit longer to cook, um, but they're a bit meatier. So they're kind of a little more rewarding.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Nothing like a rewarding rib. That's true. Well, you know, I'm looking at the recipe for the baby back ribs with cola barbecue sauce. And here's one thing I noticed. You're not boiling them anywhere, are you? (laughs)
1: never would have occurred to me to to boil them. Why do people
0: do that?
1: that. Well, I think the goal is to try to get the meat tender. Um, And it certainly will tenderize the meat, but it will also rob the meat of a lot of the flavor and the fat, which makes them taste so good. I mean, think about it. When you want to make stock, um you typically boil something so that the uh, the bones and the meat replete uh, release all that good stuff right well the same thing happens with pork ribs all that stuff goes into the water and then when you go to the grill there's not much left to work with
0: right so don't
1: do that instead just just know that you're going to take, you know, a few hours to cook these over low heat. That's how you're going to get them tender the right way.
0: And it's going to smell so good. And as you said, more rib reward.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs)
0: Well, Jamie, this is a really great book. You know, Father's Day, grads, just keeping it for your own home library. Weber's Ultimate Grilling, a Step-by-Step Guide to Barbecue Genius by Chef Jamie Proviance. And As always, chock-a-block full of great recipes and tips. And this summer, don't forget about those four Ts, temperature, timing, technique. Oop, three Ts, four Ts. What am I missing? Four Ts. Oh, and tools, and tools, which of course would be that Weber grill. My Weber genesis is still going strong. I love my grill. I love my grill. Well, Jamie, thanks so much for joining us on Amy's Table and continued success with this book. And we'll look forward to the next one.
1: Okay, Amy, thanks so much for having me. Have a wonderful summer out at the grill.
0: You too. Thanks, Jamie. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman. Yeah! Q102!